Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Time to dust off the old power. You know, because it's been so long. (laughs) (laughs) Talk amongst yourselves. It's just been so. Are you all right? I'm okay. It's been so long since we've done the power rankings. About a whole two days. Hey, those weren't power rankings. Those were drafts. Those were snake drafts. Those were drafts. How dare you, You're right. You're right. Steelers schedule. I sit there. I stare at it every single night before I go to bed. I contemplate it. It's like you know that meme, the Wolverine meme. Yes, with the I look photo at it in the bed. photo very fondly, yeah. almost with tears in my eyes, tears of joy though for it coming. And I decided today we are going to power rank each individual game based on the toughest versus the easiest, most walk in the park opponent that they have. Not opponent, but individual game. Individual game. Number one. The toughest game, I think, on the 17-game schedule for your Steelers. Yeah. I think it's at Cincinnati. I think you're right because, again, we're not going by opponents. We're going by individual games. So you'll see the Bengals again on this list. Let me ask you this, though. If yeah, we were me. just going by opponents, so you don't do the individual at and home I'd still thing, put them number one. Probably the best team they play this year. I put, I put the top two games that we're about to do as the top two opponents the Steelers will face this year. 100%. I don't even say the top three as we move. Top yeah. three games are the top three opponents. Here's the thing, though. As sure. we work our way through this little power ranking here, you're going to notice, the fans at home, this schedule is pretty easy. pretty favorable for your Steelers. Pretty easy. Now, things happen in the league. Right, Like, what if Anthony Richardson is a god? So the Colts yeah. all of a sudden aren't an easy mm-hmm. game. What if uh, C.J. Shroud is a god in uh, Houston? Houston's not an easy game. What if Jimmy G in Vegas gets something? Then that's not, you know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. just because right now it doesn't look like an easy game doesn't mean that whenever it becomes December and you have to go to Indianapolis, it will still be an easy game. But uh, right now I really am licking my chops for the schedule. But yeah, I think, you know, just even though they won in Cincinnati last year and you obviously have to factor in the AFC North factor there where... Anything can kind of happen. These teams beat up on each other in their other or on the road all the time. But I still just think that if you were genuinely ranking which game you look at as the most difficult to win, your lowest chance to win, it would have to be at Cincinnati. Yeah. And you know what? If we did this list a year ago. And that's the thing, too. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but they got Cincinnati at Cincinnati on the first week of the season. Right. They get Cincinnati at Cincinnati on November 26th. So that's what I'm saying, They're going to be primed up. That's what I'm saying. We did this. If we did this list a year ago, I'm sure this game at Cincinnati would have been toward the top three, if not number one again. However, I put the Steelers' chances as much lower winning in Cincinnati this year compared to their Cinderella story in week one of this past season. I don't think we gave them much of a chance to win that game either. No, we didn't. But but they still came away victors. Well, number two, yeah, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Who, again, home opener for the Steelers. I think is the second hardest opponent, 
But I like the Steelers a lot. Steelers' chances a lot more here for many reasons. A, it's at home. B, it's San Francisco's quarterback situation. And C, it's week one. It's week one. Um, I think defenses are always ahead of the curve when it comes to week one in the NFL. They're right. always better than the offense. So where you already give the Steelers an advantage over the quarterback matchup, but the Niners, now you have the defense of already having the edge because it's a week one matchup. But the Niners have a great defense, too. So You're right. You're absolutely this right. This could be like a 10-3 football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we've said that up. many, many times. Number three, another divisional game on the road. This is where I... At Baltimore, I think. Yeah, I think that 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 makes a lot of sense. Again, what though, week you is li- this game? This game is at the Baltimore. very last week of the oh, season. You know what? I might make that at the bottom of our list. Why? In terms of, oh, if it's week seven, Lamar's going to be out for two months at that <laughs> okay. point. I see. What, well, what if he's out from like week 12 to week seven, 16 and then he comes back for one last run at the playoffs? Ugh. He's never done that before. People will say Once this. he goes down, he's out. People will say this, though. We pick Baltimore or at Baltimore as the third toughest game on the schedule for the Steelers. They go down to the bank and beat them pretty often. In fact, they just went down to the bank and beat them on a Kenny Pickett last second touchdown this past season. That might season. have been the best one of the season last year. I know that, you know, you do all the cliches with rivals, throw the records out, you know, there's no home field advantage. In fact, sometimes the road teams like to, you know, be the ruiner of the home stadium's good times by coming in and getting a big road win. It is so true with the Steelers and the Ravens, though. They love beating each other in the other team's stadiums. They love shutting the crowd up as opposed to firing the crowd up. And I think that's what, obviously, in a long list of things, makes it one of the greatest rivalries in the NFL, uh, in all of sport, really. But at Baltimore coming in at number three, and we just have a run of AFC North games now, and... I think that illustrates to you how weak the non-conference schedule really is. That of our rankings, we have, four of the top five are AFC North games, and, and they're two alert, of the same opponents. Yeah, yeah right. Not, then not number the Browns. four, we've got Cincinnati at home. Mm-hmm. And then at number five, we've got the Baltimore game at home. Mm-hmm. Just because they're in Pittsburgh, just like you said, Tom, they're in as, Pittsburgh. as hungry as the Steelers are to win on the road, as are the Bengals and the Ravens to win in Pittsburgh. 100% in Pittsburgh. They're going to be, they're really one in three, I think, as far as just, you know, looking at the roster, toughest opponents that the Steelers have this year. And great, they get them in their own division, so they've got to play them each twice. But, yeah, I just think that both teams pretty much prognosticated to make the playoffs. Even if Lamar... Deals with some injury problems. I have a feeling that people are still going to pick the Ravens to make it to the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. They did last year without Lamar. Yeah, I mean, they could have barely. the year prior to that I mean, without and Lamar. Let's they would have won one too, game. They they were kind of close to Cincinnati in that first uh, round of the playoffs last year. Here's something interesting about the Ravens. Yeah, him in. They get into the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, Harbaugh is a good coach. Their defensive football team, even though they have offensive, you know, identity with Lamar Jackson now when he's healthy. They play it tough in every playoff game. Two right. years ago when Lamar was healthy and they're in Buffalo, after Lamar beat the Titans for his first playoff win, mm-hmm. they were going to win that game in Buffalo. He oh, absolutely. on the doorstep, but, 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 and then he threw a pick six. I mean, like, you can say that. You can say they were going to win, and then I'll come back at you and say, but Lamar did what Lamar does. Okay, but I'm just saying, then last year, they're on the doorstep yeah, in Cincinnati. Are. Fumble the football. Uh, Trey Hendrickson scoops it up 
and takes it 98 yeah, yards right. to the house for a touchdown. So, like, the Ravens' playoff track record has been kind of snake-bitten, kind of unlucky, if you will, for the past couple of years. Like, this is a team that might have been good enough to upset the Bengals last year mm-hmm. and might have been good enough to make it to the AFC Championship game two years ago. It's just the one mistake they make is really catastrophic, and it's a 14-point swing each time. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, the game was tied at that point. The time. Bengals game? The Bengals game. And they it were was on the, tied, they were on the tied, one yard line? In the fourth quarter, it was a 98-yard fumble return by Sam. They were on the two-yard line. So two they were going line. in to go up, what, 17-10 to 10 at that point, if you were the Ravens? They... I mean, no, they would have gone up uh, 24-17. Okay, so it was 17 it was tied Okay, before the scoop and, and score. And there was, and it was how much Bengals. time was left? There was 11 minutes left Okay, so Bur- Byrow's got enough time to do something Absolutely, there. but, but still... with that kind of momentum, you're, you're on the road, up by, I mean, yeah, Burrow's got some time, but, but you have no Mar- one thought you'd be even in that game, let alone with the lead in the fourth quarter. And you have Marlon Humphrey and Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith, right. so I know Burrow might beat them, but I'll take my chances throwing the defense out there. And you mm-hmm. just took the entire air out of the stadium. I mean, going up 24 to right. Because everybody uh. in Cincinnati, they're doing the thing whenever Joe Flacco came to town and beat the Steelers when we were running, what was it, Ben Tate at running back? You're right. Because we were like, oh, we're going to beat the Ravens. We're going to, even without Lev Bell, we're fine. We'll get to the next round. And then everybody's like, oh, we lost. Like, that's what would have been happening in Cincinnati because, you know, they're partying in the parking lot before. Oh, they're Uh, Lamar. It's just Lamar. This is a formality. And lo and behold, lo and behold, it was that guy, the backup Tyler Huntley, who fumbled on the two-yard line. But it's like, oh, no, we're just going to, we'll take care of the little Baltimore Ravens and we'll move on to Buffalo real easy. And they had to end up sweating that out and they almost lost that game. But, uh, wow, that was a tangent there from the Ravens and the Bengals. Mm -hmm. Point being that these two teams have been sniffing around the playoffs perennially for the past three years now. And they will continue to do so, I think, for the foreseeable future. And... They're one and two in the division right now, and if you want to make some noise, if you're the Steelers, if you want to get yourself in a good wild card position, if you want to have any hot hope at the division, you're gonna to have to take care of business at least one out of the two times against these teams. You got to split these matchups. Absolutely, and you know that's why we have all four of these Bengals and Ravens matchups where they are. What four out of the top five include the Ravens and Bengals, Tom? These. These games are paramount to the season for the Steelers because if you can pull off, I would say, Tom, just pull off one win against each opponent. You should be feeling very good about yourself because and I, I know people may question the, the, the Ravens getting just one win against them isn't as real of a test. But if Lamar Jackson's playing in that game, the Ravens are as deadly as any offense, if not deadlier than any offense in the league. And so that'd be a true testament to your defense and then also your own offense for doing enough to get the win over a Lamar Jackson-led offense itself. It's a huge deal to, to sack wins in the division, especially when your division is the AFC North in 2023. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. 
Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, number six. Okay. West Coast road trip, baby. Mm. Going to Seattle. Now, this might be kind of sneaky, I think this one might kind of like fly under the radar compared to the top five, just because obviously the Steelers are so familiar with the Bengals and the Ravens and the Niners. Everybody knows how dangerous and how good that team can be in 2023, aside from the quarterback situation. But Tom, where's the one place outside of like Pittsburgh or Kansas City that nobody likes to travel to? It's Seattle. It's a West Coast trip. It's it. It's what? considered one of the, if not behind only Kansas City, the loudest stadium in football right now. They always have that that sound barometer going, right? I mean, we all know what happened against Mar- or for Marshawn Lynch, right? Whenever he had that miraculous touchdown run, it was the loudest Seattle has ever tracked. It, it registered a, on the Richter scale. Right, it, right, 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 right. It shook the earth. It did, quite <laughs> literally. I think this game is going to fly under the radar for a lot of people when looking at the Steelers' schedule just because of like we mentioned earlier, the divisional opponents and and San Francisco being such a dominant team. Seattle, sure, they're not as dominant of a team. They're not on that same tier as Cincinnati and San Francisco, but they're a playoff team last year, and they're looking to make the playoffs again this year. Yeah, it's New Year's Eve. It's the second-to-last week of the season. The Steelers last year did not play a game outside of the Eastern time zone. This year they go to the West Coast three different times. And For Seattle, L.A., and, and the Arizona. Vegas Raiders. Oh, okay. Vegas. And then they have an Arizona Raiders. game, too. Uh, oh, that's at home. Sorry. Houston's a different time zone, too, but I don't call that West that's, Coast. That's the Midwest. Yeah, but That's nothing. Um, so three West Coast trips, and Seattle is very clearly, I think, at least right now, the best team of those three West Coast trips. So what that team looks like come the second week of the season, or the second to last week of the season, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'll be better than everybody thought. Maybe they'll kind of regress back to the pack. Even if they're uh, just way, the same as they were last year. Dude, even if they're a six-win team at that point, it's a dangerous place to go in and play. Absolutely. It's Seattle. Dude, it, it, they don't. Their fans don't just disappear because their team wins six games in a year. Plus, you know, I mean, when you're the Steelers, you always have that to, like, oh, who are we playing this weekend? Oh, the Steelers are coming into town? Well, this season sucked, but let's beat the Steelers because mm-hmm. they right. beat us in a Super Bowl way back. Oh, of you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, and even if God. you're not a Seattle who that we beat in the Super Bowl, suck it. But any team sees this. Like, you get more excited for the Steelers rolling into your home dojo except, as opposed to the Falcons or something like Speaking that. Speaking of that Super Bowl, is it hard for you to come to terms with the fact that it's been 18 years since Super Bowl 40? That's crazy tough. <laughs> oh, my God. Old man. I'm an old, old man. All right, number six. Yeah. A home game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. I'm so happy it's not a road game. If, if this, this was a road game, higher. it might be number five. It might be number five. It might even it might be, be ahead of the Baltimore like, Ravens yeah. game on the road, yeah. Because that's just a black hole for the Steelers. Um, it's a black hole for a lot of teams, but including the Steelers as well. But Jacksonville is legitimately good this year. So right, home, so even coming home to game against Jacksonville gets you. Let's not forget when Jacksonville came to Pittsburgh twice in one season, 2017. I tried to. Oh, I tried to. I tried to. Forget I tried every day to. of my life. Blake Bortles. It doesn't matter 
if the game is in Jacksonville or in Pittsburgh. They're bogey. And now, too, now, too, uh, the Jaguars, I think, have a better team, certainly a better offense and a better coach now than they did back then. Defense was so special for right. that Jacksonville team. My, an actual talented Miles Jack, Calais Campbell, Jalen Ramsey. Is, they gave up 42 points to the Steelers in that Right, they game. did. So but that like was a good offense. Probably the, the best the Jaguars the were NFL. going up against, right. Yeah, so it was a best on best, and the Jaguars offense ended up prevailing because who would have ever figured that that would have happened? But yeah, I got Jacksonville checking in at number seven here on our ranking. Just... I. It's going to be a tough game, and like you were saying, even though they're a much worse team down in Jacksonville, either way, when you see that Jaguar helmet line up across from you and that teal color, it doesn't always go the way that you think it will no, for the it doesn't. Steelers. So, I mean, I'm, you want to go even more way back. I'm thinking of the David Garrard f- right, first down then, run in uh, the playoffs. On fourth and, like, what, 19 Tomlin's or first year 19? as a coach. Yeah. And they lose in the divisional series. Or it might have been the wild card round, too. It was a wild card round, The yeah. Jaguars, as a wild card, Steelers won the AFC North that year. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're a bogey-ish team for sure. Mm-hmm. And now they're an actually good team. So it's like double jeopardy for you right. there. It's a double whammy in your right. face. Number eight, another bogey team. Yeah. And another black hole, literally. Uh-huh. But. Not new, the same new, black hole. City, yeah, not the same time. black hole. We'll see if it's actually the real deal. And I guarantee you this is going to be a home game on the road for the Steelers. At it's going to be. It's going to be a sea of black. Number, How much silver <laughs> and gold you see is dependent. Number eight, at Vegas to face off against the Raiders. I mean. I know like 30 people already, though, just personally, that are going to Vegas for this game. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's going to be pretty Steeler-heavy in that yeah. crowd. I think you're going to see a lot of terrible towels. They don't have that good of a track record of selling out that stadium anyway. No, it's, it's I think like, it's mostly— like 80,000 people I think it's there? mostly uh, fans of the opposing team and just— fans in town for the weekend who extended their trip to Monday. Why not go to this incredible new techie stadium? We'll go gamble. We'll go have a couple drinks. I think you can gamble at the stadium. 100% you can gamble at the stadium. It's Vegas, baby. Go to gamble, get some drinks. There's probably a pool in the stadium. You just take a couple laps. You watch some football. It's easy. Like, But I think the Steelers will kind of make that place a little bit of a home away from home. With that being said, though, again, West Coast trip team that plays you well pretty much consistently to the point where actually gets the better mm-hmm. of you for the most part. I'm not saying I'm holding my breath as much as, you know, maybe some Raiders games in the past, but it's going to be an uncomfortable game in Vegas. And if you think the Steelers are going to go in there, win by three touchdowns, no matter how bad the Raiders are, I have a tendency to disagree with you on that one. Right. I mean, in recent memory, I think the Steelers have done a better job of kind of hushing those uh, bogey team kind of narratives, but this is this is going to be the first time they go on the road to Vegas. And who knows, Tom? Maybe it was more of a Ben Roethlisberger bogey team than anything, because we knew Ben was there for the entire time that the Raiders kind of became that bogey team for the Steelers. So maybe Kenny Pickett has. <laughs> Maybe Kenny Pickett has zero fear against the Raiders. Well, there was just no way the Raiders were going to win that game last year. On, no, on Franco. No, just even though they had the lead at the end. No way it was the Steelers had the true lead 
at the very end. All right, number nine, the team that we all love to hate at Cleveland, mm-hmm. checking in at the number nine spot. Makes um, sense. People will probably be like, why did you not put Cleveland in front of Vegas? Well, because you can ride a bus to get to Cleveland in about two hours, and Vegas is on the West Coast. So, mm-hmm. again, it's not about opponent. It's about the individual game where the game's being played and such. So that's why I think Vegas and Seattle, for that matter, have the edge over the Brownies. Uh, going into First Energy Stadium, though, isn't a picnic. Obviously, the dog pound is brutal towards the Steelers. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm naive You've probably been able to pick up on this, the listening audience, for the past couple of shows we've done, but just not impressed with the Browns this year. Just I don't have any fear of them. I don't think that they're going to be a, a thorn in your side, really. I just think they're going to exist. They're going to win six games, seven yeah, games. Yeah, they're not going to just roll over and win two games all year, no, once no, against no. the Texans and no, one against the Cardinals. They're better than yeah, that, right. but they're just going to be a middle-of-the-pack kind of team that probably ends up finishing in fourth place in the AFC North for a second straight season. So... You mean we talk about Cincy, Baltimore, even Jacksonville, Seattle, Vegas. There's little little things that strike a little fear in you. Mm-hmm. Just don't have much for Cleveland at all. Like, no, even Miles Garrett. Either. It's like I've I've seen Miles Garrett. I've handled Miles Garrett. It's not that big of a deal. And my my favorite thing to talk about Miles Garrett too is the game against the Browns in 2021 when Dan Moore had to go up against Miles Garrett. What for the first time in his career as a rookie and. T.J. Watt was also playing in that game, and Miles Garrett against a rookie Dan Moore did next to nothing compared to T.J. Watt, who also had to go up against a rookie uh, tackle and for Cleveland and just ate him up. So I mean, we talked about we talked about Miles Garrett in a previous episode today, talking about the the best edge rushers in the league, and yeah, they came in into, into the league at the same time, but still. TJ's resume and TJ's fear factor are just on such different levels than Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Wow, that's hard to say. Only for you. Only for me, I guess. Anyways, you you talk about one guy on Miles Garrett, and then you have to also include in the conversation Deshaun Watson. You don't know which Deshaun Watson you're gonna get. Are you gonna get the, are you gonna get the Deshaun Watson from this past season who looked like a, a complete shell of himself? Or the Deshaun Watson, who played his last real game in in Houston and actually had a great season. They only won, the Texans won only four games that season, but Deshaun led the league in passing yards that year. People were saying he he was deserving of an Offensive Player of the Year nod that year. So you don't know which one you're going to get. I lean toward the Cleveland version of Watson, but now that he has the chance to actually play with the team, practice with the team in the offseason, it's going to be hard to tell. Number 10, mm-hmm. the New England Patriots when they come to town. Yeah. Old Bill Belichick's so, going to be tough. The defense is going to be tough. But as so long as Gunnar Oshevsky doesn't fumble punts, I think we're good. You might think like, oh, why are you putting the Patriots so high on this list? Well, well first of all, it's not that high. It's number 10. We're at number 10 already. Yeah. And two, it's, it's at home. And like we'll go rapid fire kind of here towards the end. Like The opponents aren't that good. No, they're really I mean, not. They have a very, very favorable schedule this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's at home. Bill Belichick scares you a little bit and I guess Mac Jones could maybe put up 25 points if he has a good day, Uh, but there's just not much. They're not the same new England that would roll into Heinz field in the past and make you have night sweats for a couple of days before that game kicked off. Uh, number 11, another home game. You've got three straight home games here, starting with that Patriots one at 10 number 11. I got green Bay Mm -hmm. coming into Pittsburgh. 
Green Bay's going to have Jordan Love, obviously, but that roster, I think, is still decent enough where you should beat them at home, but you don't want to, you know, sleep on them at all. No, I don't think they're going to... It's hard just because you still associate that logo with a good team. Every year. Right? Yeah. It's going to be weird seeing this team play starting a season with zero Brett Favre or zero Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this is going to be the first time since, what, the 90s, the Packers have rolled out with a quarterback that wasn't the quarterback guaranteed of their future. So it's hard to tell which what this team is really going to look and like. And they might not be bad. They no, might they might, still but be they, a good team. You know, they lose Aaron Rodgers. They lose Darius Smith to the Browns. So that's a, that's a key piece on that defense. Still have Jaira Alexander, who's a great member of that secondary. I just don't know. I, I think the defense should be fine, right? Bakhtiari is still going to be on that, on that offensive line, but I think the questions really surround the offense and Matt LaFleur, head coach. Can he actually win without Rodgers there? Number th- 12 is okay. where we had the Cleveland Browns home game. Yeah. Checking in for the Steelers. Should be pretty easy at home. And people will be like, well, the Browns are probably better than the Patriots and the Packers. Maybe, but it's funny to put but, the Browns behind them on a list like and this. And also, too. Because I hate the Browns. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. I really have no other additional <laughs> comments to that. All right, number 13 and number 14 are a couple of road games that we've got here. Number four, 13 is at Indianapolis. And number 14 is at the L.A. Rams. Uh, Indy has a chance to be better than the Rams this year, I, I think. Put, I mean, these are back-to-back, but I put the Rams way lower. Like, if we if we were to go distant, like, I, I have way more confidence that Indianapolis, or the, the Rams game than I do the Indianapolis yeah, game. Yeah, I do Not too. to say I don't have confidence in the Steelers' ability to win that game, just for the Rams to make their own trip. Oh, I'm sorry. For even the Rams to have made the trip to Pittsburgh wouldn't bother me at all. It's the fact that the Rams are such a dumpster fire for an organization right now. And like you said, Tom, similar to the Raiders game, I expect that crowd to be 90% black and gold in L.A. More so than the Raiders game, for sure. Yeah. Uh, because the Rams struggle to attract people when they're right. great, and they're going to be bad this year. So it's going to be a whole different story. But I will say this. West Coast trip is the only factor that you makes you worried a little bit. It's coming off of the Steelers' bye week, so they get two so weeks they before get it. They, they get, fly to they LA. get a chance. They can get there a little. Do you early, think maybe. Tomlin says like, why not go out to LA a little bit earlier? No, nah, we're practicing in Pittsburgh, baby. Yeah. We're not Hollywood. I just meant to kind of make the time adjustment a little bit easier. I bet maybe maybe a couple days earlier than usual. Yeah, just because yeah, you're yeah, off, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good time to go to the West Coast, like not like week. two days before or the day before on the Saturday. No, I don't think so. Number 15, last road game that we have here is at Houston. And I, Houston might be end up being the worst team on the Steelers' schedule this year. But, you know, like I said, just going on the road and the fact that you were in Vegas just a week prior. So those are two pretty tough back-to-back road weeks for the Steelers. A lot of travel involved there. Um, I think your saving grace, though, is that your one opponent is Vegas and then your other opponent is the Houston Texans. So it's not like you're mm-hmm. going at San Francisco than at Philadelphia. So that's one thing that's in their favor. Um, again, I mean, what happens in this game that goes wrong? C.J. Stroud's a great quarterback, although this is the fourth week of the season. So how polished could he really be? How much could he have really figured out the game by that time for the when the Steelers roll into town? So no, it's just, just a game that doesn't really worry no. you at all. And in and fact, even even if it was toward the end of the season, Tom, it wouldn't worry me. And in fact, out of that more. cluster of five before the bye week, San Fran, Cleveland, Vegas, Houston, Baltimore. I mean, that's that's the your one most winnable game. Win. You got yeah, it. Right. Mean, you look no at that excuse. Houston game, and you said, "There's no way you lose this game." Yeah, you got to win that game. And then the final two games: number sixteen, 
Tennessee Titans at home. I mm-hmm. just don't think the Titans are very good this year. No. And the Arizona Cardinals yep. at home is your easiest game. The on team the who we said schedule. was the worst team in the NFC this year are going to be the worst team in the NFC this year. They'll be on their own road trip. I don't think that the Steelers have blowout potential. I think when they win games, they win by a touchdown, 10 points Yeah, at the it's most. never going to be an easy, especially kind of with this offense. I bet they could era. beat the Cardinals by 20 points. Wow. I do. I just, I think. At home, yeah. Because they're at home. What what week is that game? That will be, it's in December, the first week in December. So it's going to be a little cold for Arizona. A little cold, yeah. It's a 1 p.m. kickoff, too. So oh, it's, man. It's 9 a.m. That's for That's Arizona not good Cardinals. for Arizona. So just think that, you know, they Watch, they'll probably win on a Boswell last second right. field goal now. As they always but do. But if I'm just looking at the the schedule, that's the game I look this at. This is and a say potential. They could blow them. Biggest out. They could blow yeah. that. It's an unfamiliar opponent. They're coming to the East Coast, and I'm sure at that point, you know, that's getting into that December part of the schedule. Steelers be a game back of a wild card, maybe a game and a half back of the mm-hmm. division. You gotta it's win. It's gonna it. be a massive yeah. game mm-hmm. for them. So easiest game on the schedule, and I think the most. Ripe for a blowout mm-hmm. is that Arizona Cardinal, and game. who knows that at given it's at that time of year could be exactly what the Steelers need. Hundred percent. Well, that's does it for our schedule power ranking. I think we did just a phenomenal another, job. Another, just another home run. Job well done. If I had to power, power rank this power ranking, it would be power <laughs> rank at the very top. Um, you can now listen to Steelers Standard by downloading and subscribing to wherever you find your podcast, and please do so for us. You. You can do it on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. We come back, though. We got one more episode to go today. We're going to look at the rest of the NFL and just, you know, talk a little bit about some of the big names that are still out there and available for people to sign. That's on the way next. He's Jacob Recht, and I'm Tom Opferman. This is the Steelers Standard. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 